You're listening to Joy Coaching America with the Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant, spreading upbeat, uplifting, informative messages of hope and happiness from sea to shining sea from our home in the beautiful Rocky Mountains. Good morning. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America. And today we are having a special program and I want to bring a very beautiful and special guest onto the show with me as we talk about the blessing of blended families and so many beautiful things about overcoming anxiety and working through issues so that we can become the best version of ourselves. And joining me today is a beautiful woman, a mother of six, who happens to be my new daughter. And she comes to me through my marriage to Dell, and I'm so grateful for Megan. I appreciate her. I love her. She hails from Holbrook, Arizona. She and her husband, Colvin, are visiting for the Thanksgiving weekend. And this was really the first time in my four and a half year marriage to Dell that I was able to meet two of Megan's newest additions to the family, as well as her other four children, and really spend time. You know, as a woman who married uh, Dell, I, I inherited nine more children and their spouses. And if you don't think that that is a force to be reckoned with, with 18 uh, married, uh, nine married couples, but 18 new people in my family and the blessing of 41 grandchildren. I have seven and Dell has 41 and my daughter, Laura, is pregnant with her fifth. So that's going to mean that between the two of us, with 49 grandchildren, four of my own children with two spouses, that's six. Then you add those 18 together. We're, we're reaching a big family as a blended family. And as I was talking to Megan yesterday, I, I said, you know, Megan, it dawned on me that Jesus understands blessing the, the blessing of a blended family because Joseph wasn't his real father. His He was his adopted father. He was his assigned father. And and God chose Joseph to, to father Jesus. And so Jesus understands blended families. And so on that note, I want to bring Megan Perry on with us today. Megan, I'm so grateful for this time that we've been able to share and for the blessing that it's been. I know that it's not easy to have a new woman enter your life stage left without much notice, and then all the emotions that children, adult children can go through. And you know, there's something wise that my older sister told me, Kim. She said, you know, for for children that have to watch their parents get divorced and then have to watch a new person come into a mother's life, a new man or a new woman into their father's life, that this can be really challenging for the children. And so I would just love to get a little bit of your perspective because there's so many people out there that are dealing with blending families and all the dynamics that go on. Uh, it's not always a natural fit. And then there's, you know, the former wife and how she feels about the new wife, the new wife and her place 
with the new family and the children. And a lot of times I think that the children go not questioned or understood because they don't really all, all of a sudden feel like they have a say in that. And so I would love for you to step forward and to share. If you could see us, we're like, we're climbed on my bed, we're propped up by pillows, and here we are having this wonderful chat today. Hi, so <clears throat> thank you. Um, honestly, for me, it's embrace and choose love, you know, um, both feet in, jump in, you know, and just, just love, accept, um, acceptance. And Karen has been so amazing. I mean, she's just the sweetest lady ever. Um, especially the more you get to know her, the more you just, you just love her and her kindness and everything about her. Um, I mean, even just being here in the short amount of time of um, at her home um, for Thanksgiving, she's just opened a, opened her arms with open love and kindness and embraced us all in so many different ways from, you know, eating from, from the way that I eat. Um, I try to eat a little bit healthier and she has just been so supportive of that and has you know, I'll say something the next day she'll go, I'll, I'll have it right in my hands. And she's just the sweetest lady. So, I mean, it's just embracing with love and a kindness and acceptance, just as Christ would. And as you do that, everything just comes more natural and um, just embrace with love. And, you know, and if you have a hard things to work through through your head, just go to the Lord and just talk to him about it and let him take it and he'll turn it into the most beautiful thing um, that you could ask for. I love that, Megan. I think that's so important that you said jump in with both feet and just be willing to love and willing to receive and to accept. And not not for every family is that easy or natural. And there's so many dynamics going on. I remember my sister Kim telling me about a book that she read because she's a mediator and it's called a grief out of season. And it's about adult children having to look at their mother, looking at a, a new man with a, with a look of love in her eyes for someone that's not their father or their father looking at a new woman with a look of love that they haven't seen for a while for their mother. And, and I want you to know that I understand because I also was an adult child that went through my own parents' divorce when my mother and father were 60, which is the age that I am now. I was 28 at the time, and my parents went through a divorce, and and it was so challenging and hard. But you know, it's just so amazing that things can become a blessing. Things can turn in to some of your sweetest joys and and you can end up loving a new person. And I, I told Del, you know, all of your children may not accept me all at once. And just like when we get when a when a couple gets married, they have a new baby that's born into a marriage, one baby at a time. And I said, there might be one 
child at a time that accepts us and they become a part of our new family. And I want to thank you, Megan, for having the mentality and the loving heart that you do to just open your heart and receive me because I, I have felt that from the beginning. I remember the day that I asked Jay, one of your siblings, tell me about all of the children in your family. And he went through each one. And when he got to your name, my heart leapt. And this was before I even met you. You know, I think that we can have uh, beautiful kindred dynamics with people that we haven't even met yet. And that if we give people a chance, things can be beautiful. There's there's so much to your story, Megan, and I want to transition now into you telling about something maybe that was a challenge for you to overcome in your life. And that is just, we didn't rehearse this. We didn't plan this. We don't have a list of questions. We're just doing this together. And if you could give a message for someone out there who's been experiencing this COVID experience where the social connectivity has been cut and become very random and very minimal and how that can lead to depression or anxiety or discouragement. If you could just take a few minutes and share something that you might have been challenged by in your life. And then we're going to talk about, we're going to go into the next segments on how you are overcoming. Um, so, oh, there's so much with COVID. It's just been, I mean, with six kids at home, um, and then the whole, um, you know, homeschooling the teacher, I mean, all my kids right now are in public school. And so when everything hit the fan and I got all these emails and calls from the school saying, oh, by the way, (laughs) you get to homeschool your kids now, you know, with our teacher criteria, Mm -hmm. basically it's been very to say the least, um, tricky, <laughs> challenging. challenging. Yeah. So, I mean, on top of, I have four kids ranging, um, in school, about six kids. So from 12 to right now, 20 months, um, well, she'll be 12 in December, but anyway, um, four kids in school and then two kid little ones in diapers and getting potty trained. I mean, it's been very challenging on top of just the whole let's do schoolwork and let's do your live lessons with your teachers. I mean, each kid has about four meets a day. Wow. Um, and it's just been, and on top of the homework, on top of, it's been very challenging. And so. How have you done with teaching math? You know, <laughs> sometimes I'll let my oldest daughter step in. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but we, we work on it one thing at a time and we'll just, you know, break it up. And when my when my kids are having our time, I, I put a stop and I'm like, okay, let's take a break because obviously you need it. And if you need it, then I need it too. <laughs> so it's just a little bit at a time. And just um, one thing that I've really noticed while you've been here is how patient, what a loving mother you are. You are just, you have such an easy laugh and you are so gifted at being a loving mom and just being positive with your children, validating them. And so that is a huge thing for mothers at this time with COVID. And we will be right back after this station break with more from Megan Perry from Holbrook, Arizona.
from sea to shining sea and beyond. You're listening to Joy Coaching America Worldwide with show host and Joy Coach, Karen Lynn Grant. You're listening to Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America, and we're back with Megan Perry, and we're so excited to have you here today, Megan. You know, I've really wanted to interview a mother with a family of children and what it's like for mothers to go through this whole COVID experience in having your children home. And then, you know, if the mother ain't happy, no one's happy. And so I'm really excited for you to be able to share with our listening audience today what you've done to develop your mental health, your emotional health. And I know that you've done that all through your life. But before we go there, I would love for you to give a message to share with other mothers. What can they teach their teenage children? What can they do to help their children to take a strong stand in becoming a light to their friends during this this crucial time? And maybe something from your past experience. Um, so when I was younger, um, when I was about 16, um, I had a really, I had many good friends, but one in particular, um, I, I would talk to all the time and, um, he, he was just amazing. And every day I would pray and I'd be like, please help me to be an example to others. Please help me to do what that would have me do, you know, please help me to be a light and bring people closer to thee. And, um, and I would, and I would, I would try to listen to good music in the morning as I, um, got ready. And I really loved, I love seminary. <laughs> and so I listened to those, um, those CDs that you got when you were in seminary and I just, I just loved it. And so I'd have it in my head and I'd sing it. And anyway, um, but with this this particular boy that um I eventually started dating, um I just you know we were just good friends. It was just light and just you know just happy and fun and um. But one day we were talking and he told me specifically all the things that I had been praying for for months and months and months. He said it as if he were in the same prayer I had all of these months. Wow. And just saying, you have helped me with this and, you know, this, that, and the other, and that just bringing me closer to Christ and having my mind open and like just all these things of like what I was praying for. And I was just, I just looked at him and I just, I didn't say anything. He still doesn't even know to this day, <laughs> but I just looked at him and I was just like thinking to myself, Heavenly Father, thank you for answering my prayer. Like I just wanted to touch at least one person. And I felt like I did after he said that. And it just was just a, um, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? Um, just spontaneous. Yeah. Answered a prayer. Yes. And and you got to feel through him sharing that with you. Yes. That your prayers had been heard and answered in his behalf. And I think is, I I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Is that something your mother or father taught you to do? Or did that just, those prayers just well up from within your very own spirit? Um, they just, just within me. I mean, obviously they're, they were great examples, um, to me and my mom, um, and dad taught me both very well. Um, but it's just something with inside me. I just, I always had a desire to do good and to try to help others and, you know, 
be a Christ-like example. No, I'm not perfect. No, 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 no. But I, but the thing is, is your trying, is your effort and your, your willingness to give and to serve and to be that person. Will you make mistakes? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> but you get back on your two feet and you just keep trying and you keep giving and the Lord loves effort. So as long as you're trying doing good. And I think that that's a beautiful message for the youth to hear, as well as for mothers who are wanting to inspire their children. Right now, teenagers are going through very challenging times in their connections with social media and everything. And so I think that this is a beautiful message for mothers. If you're a mom out there and you are struggling with how to help your teenager, I love that message, Megan, that you can inspire your teenager to want to be the best version of yourself and to help to be a light, to lift, and to help draw others to Christ, to be that strength, to be the one who people want to follow, to be the leader that people are following. So I hear from you that all of your life, you've had a desire to just be a a light and a good person and to bring people to Christ and to set a beautiful example and to pray for others. And I think that that is a beautiful message for us all to hear and a good thing for all of us to pray, whether we're a teenager or not, that we can be prayerful, that we can all be a light and a love and bring people, help to lead people to Christ. Now, was there ever a time in your life where you ever experienced depression or anxiety? Oh, yeah. Um, anxiety is something that I have always struggled with. In fact, um, not to go too deep, but um, I have a wonderful husband who um, had given me a blessing saying that um, the Lord gave me this anxiety to help me bring him closer to him and that this is my struggle in life so that I can come to him and just keep coming to him and so I can, you know, be better. And um, so I'm like, okay, you know. So with that, I've, I've taken that on and, um, I've, um, I've done more spiritual growth. I've been trying to recently, I've been trying to look at the life of Christ and I've been reading or listening to, um, the infinite atonement. And it's just the most amazing book. Um, one that I've ever read, um, besides the scriptures, like it's just, it's right up there. I, every time I listen to it, I gain more and more out of it. It just makes me want to become a better person and to feel of the Lord's spirit and the person that he was as he walked on this earth and what the infinite atonement is and how in depth it is. And it just makes me want to be better. I mean, there's this, in that book, I had wrote down something that I was listening to and it, and it said something similar to this is how many drops of blood were for me. And I just was thinking about that. And I'm like, I just took that so personal. I'm like, Oh, I just, yeah. I'm like how many of those drops of blood were for me that when he died on that cross, I'm like, I just want to be better. And I'm so sorry for what I did and, or whatever it was, you know, I just want to just please help me so I can be that person that you need me to be and that others need me to be that my family wants me to be. And, you know, and then also through, um, exercise, um, I've, when I, when I, um, after I had my, my fifth child, I broke my knee in half and it was very painful. And I had a, you know, 
get it wrapped with a wire and then it had to heal and I did physical mm. therapy and it was just like, okay, you know, wow. <laughs> along with this tiny little newborn, you know, and then, um, you know, after it got healed enough, I could do physical therapy. Um, I did that and then I wanted to exercise cause I love to do that. And at that point I was, you know, I just had a baby, so I had more weight on me than normal and, uh, it hurt too bad to do that. And so I just, I cried and I just was, I felt defeated. And so I, I didn't exercise and I wanted to, but it just hurt too much. And so because of that, I ate poorly and I was just like, I felt like I said, defeated and down. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's hard. And so it wasn't until after I had, um, so I just kind of just went on with life and did the best I could and raised kids. And, um, I was working, um, a little bit, um, part-time on the weekend and it was just crazy anyway. And then I had my sixth son. Um, and then after I had him, um, my sister-in-law and my sister had run marathons. And in the past I was always like, um, you know, almost sounds horrible, but I was kind of like almost jealous. I was just like, how come they can lose all this weight and be like this little tiny frame mm-hmm. and I can and la la la. Like that's how I was. And I was just like, you know, I envied that. And I was like, not very happy. And when I didn't want to go see him because I was not where I needed to be in any way and, you know, physically or whatever. And I was just like, anyway, that sounds bad, but that's how I was. And anyway, so finally, after I saw this, I changed my mentality and I was like, you know what? I want to look at him like, okay, you did this. I could do it too. And so I talked to him and I was like, okay, how did you do this? And one of my sisters was like, you know what? You could do anything you set your mind to. And I was like, you know, I took that to heart and I did, I wrote it down and I let that be in my head. And I just focused on that. Beautiful. It was like, and I, I, yeah, I, I changed my life around, um, fast forward 20 months later, um, to now <laughs> I, um, I, I'm, I'm where I need to be through exercise and I've done it diligently and it's really helped. You know what? I think that these are such amazing subjects for every woman to hear, to listen to, and to talk about. We will be right back after this break with Megan Perry, Joy Coaching America. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome to the Loving Liberty Radio Network. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace. One happy listener at a time. This is Karen Lynn Grant with Joy Coaching America interviewing my beautiful daughter, a blessing and a gift through Blended Family. And we are talking today about about many different diverse thoughts in a woman's life. We've talked about blending families. We've talked about being a mother of six during COVID. We've talked about 
What can you say to your teenager when your teenager is struggling with their identity? And Megan's given some beautiful ideas and thoughts and experience from her own personal life all the way back into her teenage years. Now, we're going to pick up with what Megan was just sharing, and I have a few comments. Megan, I love that you were talking about after you had split your knee in half. And so it made it impossible to exercise. And so then you noticed that your eating was not as in control. You weren't eating as well as you knew that your body needed or wanted or desired. And I just want to commend you because it's been so fun to have you here and sharing with me your snack ideas with celery and cashew butter. And it's been a blast to go out to the grocery store and buy cashew butter and peppers and the things that Megan loves to snack on. And, you know, uh, one of the things I told Megan was I really honor people's diets. Food is a very personal thing, just like music. Our, our taste in music is personal, but so is our taste in food. And to feel loved, I think to have somebody provide for us the food that gives us fuel, especially when you've learned what makes you feel like crap and you don't want to go there again. You don't ever want to go there. And you have learned this is what makes my body happy. This is what gives me vitality and energy. So I'd like to talk to you about the food and the physical and the exercise program and this getting up at 4.30 in the morning that you do because she's been doing it while she's here exercising. And so tell us a little bit about that because I think that as we've talked, that there are four main areas of our well-beingness that if we don't attend to one of those things, it can knock everything else out of kilter. So I want you to just dive in, share the physical with us. We're going to talk about the mo- the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual in the remainder of this program. But what have you done? Because you're a true example to me. So go ahead and share. Thank you. Um, so physically, um, I to change... What from going from over 200 pounds at being 5'4, I mean, you could only imagine what I look like. Anyway, what I felt like, really, truly, what I felt like. And so I was just like, I got to do something different, you know? And finally, I was just like, I put my mind on board. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And when I set my mind to something, I make it happen no matter, no matter what. Um, so, and I, I've, um, so this is what I decided to do, you know, and it was a gradual thing. I love um, the beach body programs. And, and so I really, I've been doing um, Shalene Extreme um, by Shalene Johnson, who's just an amazing person in general. Um, anyway, but her fitness and her as a fitness structure has been just amazing for me. And then I've also done P90X and I've kind of gone back and forth um, between those programs. They're both three month programs. And so I'll do it and then I'll do it again and then I'll do P90X and then I'll, anyway I'll just rotate them and within that I just I I found um so these are things that you can do at home yeah because you've had your kids at absolutely home. yeah and I'll make um to make to help me stay accountable I was telling your daughter Ashley about this um I'll put this I'll find it um online I'll find Shalene Extreme and I'll find the schedule workout schedule for it and then I'll put it in my phone and mark it off in my notes so I check it off every day and that has kept me accountable and then so this I, is really a self-motivation 
ambition being accountable to yourself program yes. because you're not going to the gym. You have six kids at home during COVID mm-hmm. until they went back to school. And everything you've had to do is personal ambition and just putting your mind over matter yeah. to do this and accomplish this. Absolutely. And with that, it's helped me stay afloat with this whole thing because exercise helps so much, you know, with um, the serotonin. And so that's helped me as well to stay afloat. And um, so, yeah, I, I'll mark it off daily and it just, it's helped me. And then with my eating. But I want to just say um, that's that helped as well. Something that I want to just quickly interject here that we often make excuses. I don't have time. I've got too many kids or whatever. But the thing that I've noticed that you do is you get up at, you've created the time, you've made the time and your husband is very supportive of you getting up at what time in the morning? Um, I, I will wake up between about four 30 and five every day to do that because after that my it's, it's all about kids. And so he's told me, he's like, if you want that time, you got to wake up early. And so if I've made it a priority to do that because it's helped me in every other aspect of my life. So I, I do, I've made the time and now I just look forward to it. I enjoy it no matter, no matter what. I think that this is really a very important topic. You know, we've all seen the funny memes about COVID-19 pounds and, and people talking about and, and having to bring light, make light of the fact that they've had weight gain during COVID. And I myself started creeping up the scales during COVID. I, I found that I was trying to make fun food for my family so that dinner time could be something to look forward to while we're listening, you know, to bad news <laughs> happening. And then one day I just woke up and I thought, I don't feel good. This does not feel good. And I know me, if I don't grab the bull by the horns. I will just keep going in the wrong direction. And so we started gardening with grow boxes and and making salads out of just going outside, picking the lettuce. I was posting all over Facebook, our garden boxes and big, big garden boxes full of cilantro and basil and tomatoes and peppers. And it got to be such a fun thing. And when you take control of your eating like that. It is so fun. And then you gradually don't want those things. You look, you can look at a brownie right in the eyes and go, you know what? I know what that would make me feel like. I know that'll make me sluggish and put me in a sugar coma. And so uh, for those of you out there who might be listening to this, I think that Megan has made some really excellent points about Hey, we can all stop making excuses if she, with a mo- as a mother of six, six children at home, and having to turn her time, attention, and energy to taking care of those six children, all under the age of eleven at the at the moment, then is there a way that we can rearrange and make arrangements in our life to to put some things into practice for ourselves? And I love that you did it at home; that you didn't have to go well. A lot of the gyms were closed. I know the one around the corner from me is still closed. And so putting it out there, some of the ideas that you've done. You've also talked about the mental exercises, that the mental and these being like muscles. Will you talk about the emotional, spiritual, mental, and physical, like the muscles? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that is so important, you know, just like physical exercise um, you have to, you know, you can't be like, do an exercise for 
like a day and then a month later do it again and be like, oh, I'm so strong. You know, I feel so much better. You can't do that. You got to be consistent about it. And then it's what you do over time to, to have that consistency that makes you feel better overall for overall health. And just like that, you got to practice that um, through your, um, your mental strength and your spiritual strength, you know, getting out your scriptures, your Bible, your Book of Mormon, whatever your faith is, you know, to practice that, to listen to that good music, to learn the life of Christ and what he went through and what he did for us. So you can have a better understanding of what he went through and how to um, exemplify your life to his, if that is your choosing um, to be more like him. And as you do that, you'll come closer to him. And in turn, you'll help your children more, or your husband more, your whoever you, whatever, whoever's in your life more um, to help them as well. Cause that's what Christ emulates. That's what he wants us to be. And to practice your mental strength, you know, practice those, um, help your spiritual muscles, your physical muscles and your mental muscles through, you know, reading and listening to the good music and doing those, those, those good things. And maybe even words of affirmation to help you become a better person. I'm a big note taker. And so, um, when I have a conversation with my husband or someone, or I'm reading a book or listening to a book, I'll write things down and then I'll go back to it and look over it so that I can keep, keep that in my mind so I can keep it afloat to, um, put it in my forefront to keep bettering myself. You know, I love this, Megan. I love this fourfold approach to health, not just physical. We're going to be right back after this next station break, and we're going to be winding up this conversation with Megan Perry right after this. Thank you, Megan. Welcome back to Joy Coaching America, raising the world's vibration to love, joy, and peace, one happy listener at a time. This is Carolyn Grant with Joy Coaching America, and Megan, I am so thankful. I love that I get to interview a woman who is at the season in her life who has six children. That's more than probably, you know, a good percent of the population out there. And yet you're still finding time to take care of Megan. You're not just a mother, which is a divine role. You're not just a divine role wife. You are a divine role, Megan. And you are being the best Megan that you can be. And you are doing this by creating time in the mornings to do your workouts at home during a season where a lot of people might have given up and said, oh, well, when COVID's over, I'll get back to that. I just want to thank you for being such a great example and for motivating and inspiring me today and anyone else who's listening or who will listen to this program. You have talked about getting up at between 4.30 and 5 every morning, and I relate with that. You know, as a young girl, I loved seminary too, 
And when I was 16 and 15, I would get up at 3 a.m. and go jogging at the high school track because I had early morning seminary that would start at 5.30 or whatever time it was, some some early morning hour. And so I had a stack of books beside my bed and I loved to fill my mind with, I still remember the miracle of forgiveness and all these books, a whole stack. And I never read one from cover to cover, but I would open it up and read a chapter and fill my mind with those positive things and then go jog at the track, then go to seminary and then go to school. And one of the things that I noticed is this kept me very independent of, of a need for approval from the other kids. I had a very personal relationship with the Lord because I was doing my spiritual workout. I had, I, I felt good about my body because I was doing my physical workout. And you know, you're reminding me of things that I did and of the excuses that I've made over the years since then. And I think that this is a beautiful time of the year. We can move into to the Christmas into the Christmas year and we can move forward into that before we ever get to January and make those those New Year's resolutions. But just start now by creating those good habits. And I love the word that you use, be consistent. And I thought I am going to just calligraph consistency because whatever we consistently do, we will reap the results by and by. It will happen. Even if the weight doesn't come off immediately or we don't notice that from one workout or once a week working out that, that those muscles are getting toned or from reading our scriptures one morning, once a month or from reading, listening to a good book on CD or on a good podcast, it's not going to make a difference unless we do these things consistently. So I would love for you to share with everybody what you do, what is your mental workout look like? Um, you know, like the things that I talked about, um, I have, I recently, um, have been reading this. Um, I ordered this, I was like, I'm going to share this, but I've been, um, I ordered this cognitive book, um, through Amazon and it just talks about all these different things of how you can help your mind and help your anxiety. And it's, it gives different scenarios and how to, how you would do certain things and what you've done and what you're grateful for. And, and so that's helped me as well. Do you write in the book? I do. I do. And I'm a, like, I'm not a writer, but I mean, I like to write things down. I'm a note taker mm-hmm. and um, I like to write a my A record feelings. keeper. Yeah. Um, and see your progress. Yeah. Yeah. And like, even on my phone, I, I, um. I like to write on my phone in my notes app and I'll, I'll write things down. Um, and what you've to, accomplished and checking things off. Right. And like what things that happened during that day and what I can improve on or what happened or conversation that happened with my husband. Like when he tells me certain things, like um, the other day um, we were, when we were going on a, a little date night, um, I was talking about different things that I could do better on and improve on. And he said to me, um, he's like, this conversation wouldn't, he's like, I know for a fact, this conversation wouldn't have happened six months ago. Cause like, cause your mind wasn't in the completely right place. He's like, and to see that speaks volumes to me. And that made me feel really good. Cause I really, I mean, I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect. You know, everyone is. And so just to diligently just try to do better and try to, um, expand yourself um, by doing different things and opening your mind of 
praying to the Lord and asking him what, what would better your life? What could be the most beneficial so you can help others? You know, and I, I, for me, it was learn the life of Christ. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I took it to heart. And so a friend of mine told me about the infinite atonement. And I have a hard copy, but with my kids, it's hard for me just to sit down and read. And plus my mind just goes in different avenues and it's hard for me to focus. Mm-hmm. So for me to listen to an audio um, that may not work for everyone, but it works for me. And so when I'm doing my exercise, when I'm running outside between all my cardio days, because um, sometimes I'll change things up and I'll do cardio outside instead of just to the one on my workout. Um, anyway, and I'll listen to that and that helps me. And when I run errands, I'll put on my headphones and listen to that in the car. And anyway, it just, it just helps. And just anything I can do. Um, to I just, love that even when yeah. you go to work, uh, you, you don't have a, a, a job that takes you out of the home for many hours a week, but just a wonderful job that allows you to put those headphones on and, keep bettering yourself. Yeah. I'll actually pause it. I, I clean, my husband's a physical therapist assistant. And so I'll clean, I clean his building twice a week and I have three hours. It takes me a good three hours um, to do the in, in depth cleaning that I do. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm a detail person, but anyway, um, I, I just get it done. And so I put my headphones on and I just, I'll listen to the infinite atonement or um, whatever is, in my mind that day that I want to listen to and then I'll pause it and I'll actually do a screenshot so I can go back to that certain spot so I could take notes and sometimes I'll take notes right there and I'll stop exactly what I'm doing so I could write that down because it's just so powerful to me and I just it stands out to me and then I could look back on it and just study it and that's how I help my mental growth is by doing that and to doing it and it's also spiritual growth as well just to keep those muscles continuing and then just praying and just asking, okay, Heavenly Father, please help me this day. Please, what would you have me do? Please forgive me of, you know, past things and just, just on the track of just trying, 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 because the Lord loves effort. He really, truly does. And so as you show that and put yourself there, you know, and you just, he, he will honor that and he will help you and help you in your life and help you in your relationships with your spouse and your children and and just help you wherever you are to help it become better. You know, Megan, thank you. As you've been talking, I have this picture come into my mind of a large statue, but not yet chiseled, a statue that is a work in progress. And every single one of us, I don't know if anybody else has taken a potter's class where you, I, at BYU, I took a pottery class. I had to go buy that big big brick of hard gray, you know, that big rectangle mass of clay. And it was hard. It was not soft. It was hard to take a chunk off and to mold it. And as I listen to you, I'm seeing that, that, that God has given each one of us this mass of, of clay and that we are shaping our own selves. We are the one chiseling what we will become out of that mass of clay. And that I feel, I feel so excited when I listen to you and I hear what you are doing and how, 
what a self-motivated person you are and that you're not doing this for vanity's sake. You're not doing this. Well, yes, it's wonderful to look good. And that's a natural end result of eating well and exercising. You're going to look great. But what I hear in your heart is pure motivation to not for vanity's sake, but because you truly want to be your best self and you truly want to be an inspiration and a motivation to others and that others can look to you. And I know that it was a couple Sundays ago that I get this text early in the morning from Megan that has this beautiful quote from her Infinite Atonement book that she's been reading that became the total focal point of my Sunday morning podcast that I do, the stories she sings. And and then also a quote by C.S. Lewis. And I quoted both of those things in my podcast because of something Megan shared. This isn't when you do these things, so so many times people feel like they're being selfish, that they're being selfish if they take the time to work out, or they're being selfish if they spend a little bit more money to get the right foods, or selfish if they take the time away from their children to listen to something positive and wonderful and upbeat and inspiring. But I, I go back to the woman at the well. And I very much relate with this woman. Uh, When she went to the well, the Savior told her, I have living water to drink that you will never thirst. And I feel like if we put that relationship with the Lord first, and we put, it will lead us to put our relationship with ourself first, because how can we love our neighbor as we love ourselves if we don't love ourselves? So really that commandment to love our neighbor as ourselves is really saying, Love yourself, put yourself first, because when you are filled up, when your vessel is full, you'll have more to give your children, more to give your spouse, more to give everybody else, a better example to share with the world. And I feel the spirit so strong with this huge um, aha moment that we get to share with everybody today, how important it is that we do not feel selfish when we take the time to nurture ourselves. Joy Coaching America is all about my teaching women across the nation to nurture themselves. And Megan, it has been an absolute joy to have you here this morning. I hope that everybody will listen to this and hear the four points of of health, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical. Thank you, Megan. Megan.